Let's celebrate this month. Let's celebrate this week. Welcome to the Big Weekly Blend Podcast, the companion to our Big Weekly Blend magazine. Hey, everybody, we're super excited to kick off the month of December. Oh, it is the final month of the year, and mm-hmm. we've got two special guests on today's show. We've got Johnny Schaefer, an incredible singer, songwriter, uh, just a- amazing. And he's going to be joining us every first uh, Sunday of the month, so we're excited about that. Awesome. And we also have Chef Ivan Flowers, a five-star chef, also a culinary instructor. He teaches teens in high school in Temecula uh, how to cook, which is awesome. So he'll mm-hmm. be on the show giving cool. us some insights, some holiday recipe insight, uh, talking about pears. It is uh, pear month, by the way, in December. So we'll be talking about that and also digging into some of the foodie holidays of December. But first, Johnny Schaefer is here. Johnny, how are you? I'm great, Lisa and Nancy. So nice to be with you once again. Happy December. Yes, Thank happy you. December to you. And listen, mm. everyone, go to hearjohnny.com. Um, here's Johnny. Not here's Johnny, but hearjohnny.com. <laughs> He's got a brand new, uh, you've got a brand, I've just lost my notes here a second, but you've got a brand new album, out, well, not an album, a um, video out, Shepherds of Light. There's a song that you wrote with Lynn Cowell. Tell us a little, this is a beautiful video. Uh, Paco did an amazing job. I especially love the watercolor part of it. Um, yeah. Tell him that, please. Yeah. But this is a beautiful we- song. Well, thank you. Yeah, we kind of, uh, the idea behind the video was to make it sort of like a musical greeting card, like a Christmas card, um, you know, that, that, that actually, you know, comes to life. And uh, I think it really works well that way. Uh, I wrote, uh, usually when I write my songs, the music and lyrics come at the same time. But occasionally, I'll just either get a melody or I'll get a lyric. And with, with this, I don't know what possessed me but i just one day i was just thinking about the christmas story and then i wrote this lyric about uh when the the angels appeared to the shepherds uh in the hills you know on christmas eve and uh i didn't have a specific melody and i had been wanting to write with lynn uh because i really respect her she's a a marvelous uh singer songwriter composer Mm -hmm. she actually um heads up entertainment at magic mountain in Valencia, California oh, um, cool. puts, puts on the shows there. And, oh. uh, she was, uh, she's been a member of, uh, of the uh, society of composers and lyricists for a long time and got me into that. And when I was putting out my Christmas album, she really kind of helped me with uh, some of the, the back, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And I, so I approached her with, uh, with this lyric, Shepherd's Light, and very quickly she came back with me, at me with this beautiful melody that she'd written, and she sang it on the demo that she made, and I loved how she sang it so much. I said, Lynn, you have to sing this with me. And mm-hmm. so she says, oh, wow, I'd love to. And so I kind of, the, her approach was very much, um, almost like a, maybe an Irish or a Celtic, mm-hmm. uh, a folk song. Uh, just very simple, and and so I really tried to to follow her lead on the way I approached it vocally, just singing very lightly and like a storyteller. 
And then she played the auto harp. And a friend of hers, um, mother, uh, uh, was named Virginia Henry and um, had this beautiful auto harp that, uh, that he gave to Lynn to, to record the song on. And so we dedicated the song to the memory of Virginia Henry because, uh, you know, auto harp mm-hmm. is a big part of American history and with, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, church music particularly. And so mm-hmm. um, it was great to have, have that. And I, I, my approach to my Christmas album, which is called From Here to Nativity, uh, mm-hmm. was to have it be a musical journey from Advent through Christmas and then on to Epiphany. And I wanted it to be like on our Christmas tree at our house. Uh, I know some people go with themes, but we always mm-hmm. have a few ornaments every year that are meaningful to us that we add. And so it's a, it's a, you know, mishmash of, of sacred ornaments and fun ornaments and Santa and reindeer and, and snowmen. And then it's got, uh, there's like a Cal State Fullerton ball that I, from when I graduated from Cal State Fullerton, there's one from my hometown of Porterville on there. That's like a little Christmas globe. Mm. And so, yeah, so I wanted it, uh, the album to have be the same way where it's a variety of styles of music. So there's dance music and, and harp and cello and all everything in between. I love, so, I love it because, yeah, I think even, uh, when I said the album at the beginning, yes, we are drinking wine, everybody, as we record this because <laughs> we just had this amazing bottle of what is R.E.D. wine, the red wine from mm-hmm. um, LDV Winery. You can hear the interview on Wednesday's show, uh, December 6th, I believe it is, the first Wednesday of the month. Anyway, with uh, Peggy from uh, LDV Winery. And um, it's a fantastic blend. And we actually got to yes. go to their vineyard a couple, a few weeks ago. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We went from, okay. We went from North Carolina to the winery just outside Tucson to pick up wine and meet her and her husband and do a tasting and then go to Tucson to go to Natchitoches, Louisiana to come to Lubbock, Texas, where we're recording this now. And <laughs> so it's kind of crazy with this wine. So uh, this wine has been everywhere literally mm-hmm. um nice. but when i was going back to the album when i mentioned the album that's where we met you it was the first time i think yeah. it was with your christmas am i right that was mm-hmm. the first time yes yes it was mm-hmm. oh that's yeah. amazing and unflown unflown <laughs> was it or did unflown come before the christmas album i think uh, let's see uh, unflown was after the christmas album okay mm-hmm. we're just we're just used yeah. to you being around us you know you're like a little <laughs> angel. Yeah. And it's so funny yeah. because, you know, we cover Tulare County and the Sequoias and um, that region. And, and we're familiar with that. And that's where you're from. And I think it's just mm-hmm. wild how small a world it is, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that Christmas music and this song, it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. And it's so nice to just hear a song that you can lean into that is not so full of the holly jolly Christmas bells to the point of stop it. Not, you know what I it's mean? It's not, no, it's not commercial. Yeah. And it's there's not a big, it's, it's, there's a big difference because it was a span of years where old Christmas songs came out commercial. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now we're back to, <laughs> let's talk about the real Christmas. Yeah. You know, I see so many people complaining. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all, Johnny. A lot of people complain about Christmas music, 
And when I walk through the stores, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like there's the stuff they play in, in many stores and restaurants mm-hmm. and such is awful. And it's, it's very, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, commercial and overproduced and tacky. Yeah. And, and I just want to remind people there's a lot of really great Christmas music out there. Yeah, yes. there is. And so speaking of that, we have, uh, we're starting our Christmas music festival, uh, it's Christmas and winter holidays. So you can hear yes. things for New Year's. Yes. Uh, we're going to, of course, we're going to have some, uh, holiday music for Hanukkah. We're going to have some Kwanzaa music. Not sure what that's going to be yet, but I'm going to figure it out. I don't know. I don't celebrate Kwanzaa, but I'll celebrate everything, you know? So we're mm-hmm. just going to put together a nice winter music mix that is also for the holidays and the winter season. So we're putting mm-hmm. that together and you'll, we're going to do it on this Sunday that this show airs. And you know, it's the big weekly blend podcast. So it lasts a week, but this music mix will grow each week as we go through December and through winter. And then January, we'll start off with a whole new thing, but um, we're going to just build on this as we go this month because I think it's just one of those special times and why not go for it? But I felt it's so interesting, Johnny, because, you know, as we travel the country full time, you know, we were on the road and we're always doing the radio. What can we find the local station? Because you can find really, really local stations where there people are calling in to buy and sell their trailer, get someone to mow their yard. I mean, seriously. And I love it when I find stuff like that. You, Nancy knows I get giddy. Mm-hmm. Like you're hearing the people of the town and sometimes you get university channels and stuff like that, which are cool on, on the radio, but it's rare because the rest of the time you're listening to the same preset playlist on radio stations yeah. and it's the same, mm-hmm. you know, thing. But this year, even more than last year, when you say Nancy, it's, we have Christmas channels going even pre Thanksgiving. Don't you think Nancy it was pre Thanksgiving Christmas channels? or stations, um, wherever we were dra- traveling this year, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know where Nancy went, but um, that's what okay. we've been hearing everywhere. I don't know. She disappeared. Yeah, but, it, um, you know, it's it's funny. I'm in some Christmas groups because uh, I, I love Christmas. And and they, people are often really obsessed about, well, when can I start listening to Christmas music? When can I start decorating my house? And I'm all well, whenever you want to. <laughs> it's not like you know. There's this rule that you know you can't listen to it before. If you don't, if it's not your thing, don't listen to it. But for me, like I, I listen to Christmas music all through the year. I mean, not all the you time, can listen but whenever often you want. I'll just yeah. get in the mood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can do whatever you want. So I'm excited about doing <laughs> this playlist, and you've got some great songs, of course. We're going to have uh, your newest one, especially to promote Shepherds Light, the video. So everyone, uh, tell everybody how they can find you on YouTube so they can see it. It's real easy. Just write, uh, just type in the YouTube search bar, just type at here, Johnny, H-E-A-R-J-O-H-N-N-Y. And my yeah, YouTube at. channel will come up and at, at here, Johnny. Yep. The at sign. And then here, Johnny. And awesome. uh, all my videos will come up and. Uh, there's blurb. I have a couple of playlists. There's actually a playlist for my From Here to Nativity album. We've made videos for all but four of the songs now. And, uh, and then there's also an eclectic play, uh, Christmas playlist of video, music videos too. So, um, Very cool. you know, uh, all that's on my Out Here Johnny YouTube channel. Cool. 
Now, I know you do a lot of work with Melissa Manchester. And yes. you put one of her songs on the list. There's still my joy. Um, yes. That's a really, yeah, I like that because I think the holiday season can be tough for people. Sometimes, you know, it really can. Downs. Yeah. And yeah. it seems like people pass away more during the holiday season. Honestly, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I, it feels like that. Don't yeah. you feel that sometimes? Absolutely. Like, uh, I had a friend whose daughter was killed in a car accident on Christmas Eve. Oh. And so Christmas Eve is terrible for her every year. And and so Melissa wanted to address people that, you know, that the holidays can be difficult for. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so my joy is stunningly beautiful. It's just a very, um, it's contemplative, but it, it, it just says, you know, despite all of the, you know, the pain I might be going through, um, you know, I, I, uh, there's still the joy of Christmas, and mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's a really lovely song. Yeah. Nancy, all right, you're back. She, mm-hmm. we got her back. Um, Nancy, mm-hmm. your favorite Christmas yes. song. What is one of your favorites? Oh, Nat King Cole singing "Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire." What's the name of that? I don't know yeah, the real that, name. I think that is, isn't it? The, the he, Mel Torme's Christmas uh, song. Yeah, yeah. I think he was the original. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. They call it the Christmas song. Yeah, I just grew up with it. It, Whatever Mm -hmm. relative's house I was in, that was the song they played. And then there's all the other ones, of course. But I don't know. There's something about his voice and the lyrics that just I don't know. It was written in the summertime. They wrote it in really? the summertime. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. in California in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Oh, oh that's wow. so weird. Wow, no, oh, funny... now I have to rethink <laughs> no, it. Maybe all his that. chestnuts were roasting. No, because he couldn't he help but go the there. Scene. It's the he wine, sets... I'm telling you. No, but he sets the scene. Like, yes, yeah. he does. Mm-hmm. He sets the wow. scene. And. When we lived in England, we got to see chestnuts roasting on an open well, fire. Apparently, oh, yeah. I talked to Glenn about like, playing knockers. Is, he says no, you don't it, call it knockers anymore. You can't say knockers with the chestnuts. <laughs> I got in trouble. I love roasted chestnuts. Oh, I, man, I, I want see, some chestnuts. I know. And so that's the first time I saw it. And it meant so mm-hmm. much to me. Coming from the states and hearing that song and wondering yeah. what roasting mm-hmm. chest chestnuts. I don't mm-hmm. like what's a chestnut. <laughs> you know, girls just now. No, coming. it's funny. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna rescue this. I want to bring up the song oh. 2000 Miles" by Chrissy Hine. Uh, and the producer. oh yes, and I mm-hmm. have an acoustic album of hers that she did an acoustic live. I think this. I don't know if it was a VH1. Or MTV, or if it was just an acoustic album, but they were doing that at one time. Just they realized, hey, we want to do an acoustic live. Mm-hmm. They were recording all that kind of stuff at that time, and she mm-hmm. did two thousand miles. And I don't care if it's the acoustic version or any of the, it is just, um, it's that longing of someone coming home. Yeah. You know, whether it's Christmas mm-hmm. or not, but you know, she brings that up, and mm-hmm. she just. I don't know. Chrissy Hind is still like one of the most badassery women I know. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what I mean? As, as a, <laughs> she is. She is. A, she is. She is. 
she she <laughs> um she has integrity to for what she believes in and stands for i think yeah. she's a strong amazing mm-hmm. musician and you've got to think of when she came out in the punk era really and yeah. how how she she has st- stood up for animal rights big time mm-hmm. for years she's oh yeah yeah I love Chrissy Hind, and she just took the world oh, yeah. by storm. I think, like her and Joan Jett, were kind of yeah. you know sometimes. At, I think at that time people were even getting them confused a little bit because they both had well, dark hair, you know. Yeah, well, Brass and, and Pocket. Her. I mean, that's like a yeah. you know legendary with you know, in MTV's heyday. You know, it was such a powerful video and great song. Mm, yeah, and so 2,000 Miles mm. was kind of this departure a little, little bit mm-hmm. of the soft ballad yeah. side, you know, when people think about yeah. um, heavy metal musicians and hard rock, like, you know, Guns N' Roses, you mm. know, they were selling it to women. They were mm-hmm. singing the rock ballads and the women were buying stuff. I think a lot of the heavy metal bands and everything, they wouldn't have gotten away from it. Like, it, they sold to women. I believe so. Mm-hmm. I think their market, mm-hmm. you know, whenever they did those mm-hmm. big rock ballads, women swooned. And I think Chrissy Hine did women, that with, with 2,000 Miles. She she got... Women historically always buy more than men. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. Is that... What do you they think, just, Johnny? It's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would separate out gay men, but... <laughs> I know. I was going to say, wait a minute. What happens with gay men? Because every gay man That's I know funny. knows how to That's talk better funny. than I can. I, you know, no, I don't like, can help I don't like me to big separate. Time. I don't know. You know, it just okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ha 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 ha. I know. Great. That's funny. That's okay. Funny. So, all right. So we got we got a good start women, on women. The then will you separate them out too? No, they buy. They buy too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. One more. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, no, one more Christmas song. (laughs) Because um, I talking about Porterville. My friend Matt White. Uh, yes, I wanted to get into He's a brilliant, uh, yeah, he's a brilliant producer, songwriter, uh, instrumentalist. And, uh, he and his sister, uh, made a Christmas song last year, uh, called California cool. Christmas. And, uh, his cool. sister wrote it kind of for all the people who don't get a white Christmas. And, uh, it's really mm. fun. And Matt does amazing guitar work on it. And I just, you know, I would love for people to hear it because it, it's worth, Absolutely. you know, them hearing. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, Port- Porterville <laughs> is known. I mean, do I you think that the music, I mean, I know, number one, you're near Bakersfield. There's a Bakersfield sound, right? And and mm-hmm. I think that agricultural communities breed good music, honestly. They do. I do. Yeah. They do. If you look at yeah. I mean, blues, yeah, we've, too. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, well, the, it, it, I mean, in the city, there are more distractions. There are many more choices of things to do. I mean, I think that's part of We used to joke that there was something in the water in Porterville because so many mm. fine musicians have come out of there, many mm-hmm. music educators. Uh, my brother sings with LA Opera. Um, there mm. are yeah, just a I lot of that. really, yeah. I'm sorry? 
You were just at your brother's performance. Yes, last night. They did um, uh, El Ultimo Sueño de Frida y... Um, uh, um, Dude, whatever you're saying, Frida Kahlo and her uh, uh, Diego, Diego Rivera, Frida no. and Diego, and it was a uh, it was a musical about Frida and um, oh, Diego, yeah. and it's cool. it's oh, wow. most it was a woman composer, woman conductor. Um, the costume design was by women. The set, the sets, it's gorgeous. It's a it's um, awesome. the, the people in the opera are saying it's going to become part of the official opera repertoire. It's, it was premiered really? in San Francisco. And then now it was done in L.A. and it's spectacular. It's the amazing so your thing. Was in it. He was in it. Yes. Yes. Wow, and awesome. Really proud of him, and he was proud to be part of it. And uh, if people get a chance to see it, they really should. I, it's going to be. I think it's going to New York, and um, it'll be. Cool. It's it's going to awesome. continue to be performed. It's it's really a brilliant, beautiful piece of music, and and just the staging is. It's a very very uh, lovely marriage of, of visual art and music. That's you know awesome. what? I love that. I love that. And there's also That's right so now the cool. Frida Kahlo um, immersive experience is going around the country. Uh, just yeah, like oh, yes. Vincent yeah. Van Gogh and then Frida Kahlo has mm-hmm. that going on. Um, I, yes. I think she's one of those, you know, women to really just mm-hmm. strength, man. Just mm-hmm. strength, internal strength yeah. to go through injury after yes. injury. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, ah, you know, and to do her art and to just, you know, be able to, you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. Frida's, mm-hmm. And Diego Rivera. Um, and so we, we, you know, in Tucson, we do a show with uh, Lance, who's the, Lance Labor, who's the executive director of the DeGrazia Gallery in the Sun in Tucson, mm-hmm. which is um, the gallery that Ted DeGrazia built. He's a Southwest artist. He's passed now many, many, mm-hmm. many years. And um, mm-hmm. he uh, was the he was mentored by Diego Rivera and Jose mm-hmm. Orozco uh, in oh, Mexico, wow. and um, mm-hmm. he was he is the, one of the most reproduced artists in the world. And wow. he, he had so much art, he had to go. He took a mule into mm-hmm. the Superstition Mountains in Arizona and burned his mm-hmm. artwork so that the tax people wouldn't tax his family on his art. Oh, wow. so that was open wow. from his legacy. But he built wow. his gallery with the Yaqui Indians and the Mexican mm-hmm. peoples. Um, he was friend with all the Indians. And if you ever get to Tucson, you've got to go to this gallery. You and Paco will love it. Um, mm-hmm. It's all Adobe, okay. built by hand. Mm-hmm. He has a mission on site, a uh, uh, mission mm-hmm. Guadalupe, and mm-hmm. also a little gallery. And the day this airs is when they have their uh, fiesta day, Guadalupe. Oh, nice. And he wow. would have nuns visit there. And he was all wow. to Padre wow. Kino, and um, it's really like a it's it's huge history, but it connects Mexico mm-hmm. to Arizona and mm-hmm. California because you know as oh, you know, wow. the Padres yeah. were part of that mm-hmm. uh, mission route, El Camino Real, going mm-hmm. up the um, even through you know California near you and Porterville in that area. But um, going back to Porterville. Um, so, Bud, Buddy Schaefer, right? Is that, am I getting his name right? Buck, Buddy Schaefer. Buck, Buck Schaefer, yeah. Buck, Buck Schaefer. Schaefer, yeah. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. I don't have any notes on Portable in front of me. But, like, that is a <laughs> fascinating, like, how he got bands together from small town California, agricultural town, 
you guys are an all-American city, which is a big deal, and on an all-American highway and um, very patriotic community. And here's this small town going around the world, really, right? And across the country Mm -hmm. competing. So was that something growing up as to be proud of? Was that something you were a part of? Oh, yeah. I, I went to Menachee High School, which is, uh, mm-hmm. at the time there were two high schools in Porterville, now there are more. But um, we also had a fantastic band director, and they were really good friends. Uh, Dale, our director was Dale Anderson, and um, mm-hmm. Buck, Buck and Dale were really good friends. And um, uh, we had both schools marched over 300 kids at the time between the drill team and the band. You know, our high school had 1,200 kids in it when I went there, and we had, we, um, you know, uh, more than a, a fourth of the school uh, was on the field. And uh, we, uh, we hmm. actually went to Europe while I was, uh, when I was in high school. We, we marched in the London Cavalcade Parade, cool. and uh, we, Edinburgh, um, Scotland, and Wow. Uh, I was also in the, the jazz band and we performed, we toured the U.S. and Canada for a month and played all over New York, Chicago, uh, St. Louis, Montreal. And uh, it was a great experience. And yeah, both yeah. both Dale and Buck uh, and then the choir directors, my choir director was Dave Rasmussen, who's actually, I believe his birthday is the day of is today, uh, the day of the, this is airing. And, um, wow. Uh, he was, we had five choirs when I was in high school and he, um, he has so many former students, both Dale and, and Buck and, and Dave, they've all got many same former students all over the U S that are conducting, you know, uh, running music programs now. So yeah, it's a That's great music. Awesome. That's well, so yeah. awesome. It is amazing. I love it. There's that, the Centennial Park. We did a story on yes. that in the downtown area oh. of Porterville with, mm-hmm. Um, we did a story of it because it has that huge mural too. And, um, and yeah, you know, both of them are in that mural. Dave and Dale are wow. in them. Uh, I mean, Dale and Buck are in that mural. Yep. You know, so. this is so wild how we seriously, we need to meet <laughs> up in Portoville and actually, yes. like, yeah, this, it's crazy. Isn't it crazy? And if it wasn't from our friend, Donette Silva Carter, we met in mm-hmm. like yeah she was the head of the chamber <laughs> at the time years and years mm-hmm. ago before even when we were in print like mm-hmm. it, it's kind of crazy you know when we yeah. think about the history of that region long term um long term oh my gosh yeah. what was christmas like because <laughs> when you look at tulare county i mean this is the breadbasket of america no joke it is also mm-hmm. the top in the world of agricultural production over 200 crops or something crazy cattle, mm-hmm. everything. Um, mm-hmm. What was Christmas like? Because you have, you know, such diversity, mm-hmm. you know, there's diversity um, in, you know, in everything we were talking about people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nancy, don't go there with animals again. I don't want to hear it. But let's, let's talk about mm-hmm. diversity, diversity in people because all of these cultures came together in the agricultural landscape, like Tulare County, the breadbasket of America wouldn't be there without the Hmong people. Without, I mean, there mm-hmm. was just, when I went to the, we went to the Agricultural Museum in, in Visalia, Nancy. Remember all mm-hmm. they had like 
all mm-hmm. these different countries. Some you wouldn't even hear of, like Yugoslavia, it's like fascinating every, everywhere. Like mm-hmm. people came mm-hmm. from everywhere, and it was also kind of like people moving from the Dust Bowl to California mm-hmm. to continue mm-hmm. growing. And I'm like, that's amazing! All these cultures in one place. So mm-hmm. Christmas time and the winter holidays, which also includes obviously Hanukkah and Kwanzaa now and, you mm-hmm. know, all, you know, Diwali, you know, all of these amazing holidays. What was it like growing up? I mean, it, it had to have like a bunch of lights on everywhere. Oh, yeah. When I, uh, I used to march in with in junior high school and high school in the Christmas parade every year and mm-hmm. pretty much the whole town would come out for it. And, uh, and then you'd have, you know, there'd be, um, like the, the folk, folklorico dancers would be in the parade. Mm-hmm. So there'd be, you know, the Mexican influence. Um, and we, people would like have light luminarias in, in front of their houses. And, uh, mm-hmm. you get, uh, we have a big Filipino community in Porterville. So they have the, um, Simbangabi. And mm-hmm. so there would be dancers that would represent mm-hmm. that tradition. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was in, when I was growing up there, the, the state hospital was very active. It's now more become a correctional facility, but at the time it was, um, where, uh, you know, people, um, uh, with, with, with different types of mental disorders and things like that things like that would be mm-hmm. and, uh, housed. Mm-hmm. And um, many of uh, my, my stepmom worked there for many years. And then people, uh, many people I knew uh, worked there. So it, it provided a different mix of people. You know, there were a lot of agricultural workers and then the people who owned the farms and then like, you know, the state hospital workers. And so uh, Porterville had a very uh, interesting mix. And uh, I think everybody learned from each other, and, and it really was a great place to grow up. Yeah, that's awesome to know. I mean, think about it, you know. So we're going to go to December. Nancy, you ready? Because yeah. one of the holidays in December, for the month of December, we're going to look at monthly holidays. Nancy, oh. it's yes. bingo month. Yep. Bingo. bingo month. So you know mm-hmm. that means that all of us ladies who have lost our muscles and our arms can go bingo. <laughs> oh, no. It's funny no. we're mentioning bingo tonight because Lynn, you know, who sang with Man Shepherd's Life, she uh. used to run a bingo night at our church every, every no. month. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, we call it bingo wings. When where, women... did, where, where did we see that on some it was TV a, show? It was, it was a TV show where um, one guy on... Anyway, it's but about they, bingo they, wings is when, bingo when you're, fat, you're fat over your your arm. No, below, you not over, below your arms. Mm. For women, they didn't yeah. do men because they never do men. Um, I'm <laughs> sure men have it too. Bingo I don't know, women kind of, we, oh, yeah. we sag, mm. we sag. I don't know, but we got the saggies. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah, we got the saggies. <laughs> It's but bingo much. So it's like if you, as a woman, if you go and raise your arm, just go, I got bingo. Your underarm <laughs> flaps. Flaps. It, it it's bingo wings. Do we call it bingo wings. Why do we even love this? <laughs> I don't know, but I just had to bring that up. But, you know, because you know, Nancy's talking about 
chickens you know i mean come on so we might as well bring her to the bingo wing i'm just i'm keeping in the chicken spirit of things but now wait keeping in the chicken spirit of things it is also eggnog month okay so we were just in natchitoches louisiana where we got eggnog daiquiris daiquiris like drive-through and they they give it to you in gallon jugs of eggnog daiquiris seriously drive-through you can order a drive-through cocktail. You can get a Jack and Coke, whatever you want, in a drive-through, huh. but you can't drink it. How crazy is yeah, that? No, it, <laughs> it, it, there's a Louisiana. whole bunch of signs that says "Do not drink it on the premises." I know. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, seriously, you so, take it home and then you know I'm not they're yeah. very responsible. I'm not a fan. Eggnog. I didn't have it growing up, and then when we got to yes, this country, you had did. It, not really. We never had that in South yes, Africa. Yes, you had you it know. in your baby bottles. No. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Here, <laughs> I mean, got here and I had it and I was like, ooh, it's too, you know, and I'm weird about the it egg kept thing. kept you quiet but, and sedate. But eggnog daiquiris, I am a huge fan. It's like ice cream, but you just cannot have that much. You, you just take, a, don't, don't overindulge but, in the eggnog daiquiri. Mm-hmm. A little, it's rich. It's very rich. Do you drink eggnog? Yes. You do. You I like do. It? I really like it with. I like it with Fireball yes, whiskey. Cool. Ooh. Oh, hello. Um, oh, wait a minute. I'm coming to your house. That might make it a whole. Oh, how? I didn't know this that. is a, this is now an aficionado like. <laughs> I didn't expect That's that it. from you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny it's really. It gives fun. it a really nice, you know. Ooh. Because it goes along with the, the nutmeg, the cinnamon and the nutmeg, and the yeah, it's yeah. really tasty. It needs yeah. it needs to melt down and ah, so permeate. We jacked up the daiquiris even more, like no, but the, a little bit of fireball. <laughs> you, people don't Ooh. understand that you need spice to have time to permeate. Well, yes. well listen, he's yes. about fireball whiskey though, which, which goes really well, by the way, for a holiday cocktail. Uh, a great yes. holiday cocktail is Fireball whiskey with some uh, apple orchard or apple cider, you know, hard mm. cider yes. or you're not or not mm. Nick Martinelli's. But I didn't just it's also it. good with Dr Pepper. Um, what? Oh, Fireball yeah. whiskey and Dr Pepper. That. It's really good. Can, it's really I good. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. I did not know that. Yeah. Totally, cocktail. I now. would this probably go there before the other. Options. Okay. Remember the I'm, the hot Dr Pepper they used to advertise. Yeah. Oh. No. See. Okay. <laughs> Is this before my time in this country? Probably. No. Yeah. When well, I, in it, the sixties on TV, yeah. Dick, Dick Clark used yeah. to advertise hot Dr Pepper. Yeah. And you would you would heat it totally. up with a stove and drink it. I hot. have such a no, bad no. joke about and Dr Pepper that I like, cannot tell on the no, air. No, and it's like, is it going to blow up or not? You know, <laughs> <laughs> because oh, but no, remember, because, there's candy. Oh, some people what? just left it in the can and heated it up. <laughs> and <there's a> bubble. <laughs> what about the candies that they no, don't that no, you're not able to get that do. very often? The uh, things, the rockets that. Pop fizz in your mouth and stuff that they like. Oh yeah, yeah. Not supposed to have now. They're like, you. Pop this rocks. is bad for you. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Doctor Pepper. I know bartenders people, that make cocktails with people that. People used cool. to take a can of Doctor Pepper and heat it up on the burners on their stove and what? wonder why. <laughs> 
it made a whole thing. Johnny, did this happen? And you did this, yes. Johnny? Did you? No, we we would. My mom did pour it into a a, a pot and and cook it over the stove. You know, heat it but, over the stove, and then we would drink it hot. But yeah. why? And other people put the can on the stove. No, <laughs> that's on my no, no, oil burner. Put a no. hole through the roof. No, okay. Oh, wow. All right, so, so I'm going to go. Okay, you guys, we're we're going to get into. Sorry. Okay, it's Safe Toys Sorry. and Gifts Month. This would not be. Do not give your kids a can of Dr Pepper this month. No. <laughs> no. It's also Worldwide Food Service Safety Month. Do not put your Dr Pepper on the stove. I don't know what kind really? of soda it is. Do not do it. It's like or you know, any canned product. Gosh, what the heck, man? Come on. See, All right. So open the can and put it. No, in the stop, Nancy. We don't want people to do that. No, no. no we we want them to no. open the can is, and put it in this in a pot. It is also okay. It is also art and architecture month. I think that is very cool to do in this month because. When it starts to get drab and gray and, and all of that, um, go and look at the architecture because even mm-hmm. with snow on, on buildings and there's just, oh, it's you beautiful. know, look at the architecture comes through and art brings color to the drab, mm-hmm. you know? So I think mm-hmm. art and architecture month is fantastic. Nature needs a rest. Absolutely. She's taking a break, you know? And she's going to mm-hmm. get us some snow and whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, look at the architecture of trees. You know, I, you know, I never looked at architecture. I don't know. As, as, as we travel, we look at architecture a lot in different, mm-hmm. you know, historic mm-hmm. places and everything. But we interviewed an, uh, a black and white photographer, G.B. Smith. And he's, everyone, if you go to our, our blendradioandtv.com site, type in G.B. Smith. He's a black and white photographer of architecture. Mm-hmm. And he's a black and white photographer because he's colorblind. And mm. he just really sees architecture in a different way. And it's amazing. His work does show that architecture does mimic nature, no matter how you look at it. Mm. You do not Absolutely. have architecture we... without nature being part. Humanity, and... humanity yeah. is copied copied nature from day one. Yeah. yeah. So it's really and interesting. We're done. It's been copied from nature. But his photography, um, he's got a new book out called Pathways, and he does a lot of those old jetties, the fishing docks in Maryland and Delaware mm. and those areas and pathways and oh, bridges wow. and um, just even oh. some buildings that you would think, oh, it's just another skyscraper. Then when you look at it through a black and white perspective, Mm-hmm. really changed my perspective on things like really wow. just beautiful well, so yeah. i read yeah. this article like about six months ago and they were talking about when you look at cities they're ant colonies and they mm. when they can't when they can't push any further under the ground where ants live they go up and they move on and so you get colonies that go up you get colonies that go sideways. It's it's about the obstructions that keep you from going further than mm. what your technology at the given moment is. 
Mm-hmm. Not to say that later on, 20 years later, technology may have progressed where you can get further. Mm-hmm. But at the point, um, animals and people, which were pretty much the same, they do what they do to find their way to the solution of the problem they're trying to solve. That's mm, all they do. That yeah, mm. they're problem solving. Mm. That's all they're mm. doing. Mm. And mm. so we push on this way up, sideways, diagonally. Most um, animals and people don't. Well, birds think diagonally, but other animals don't. Well, um, it's National Cat Lovers Month. So cats mm-hmm. have nine lives, so they know how to walk on the tightrope. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But we they just do. we just need to get out of our box of thinking and think new and look at different options. And that's sometimes easy for some people, not so easy for others. Well, nature does Absolutely. draw inspiration. Mm-hmm. I think Frank Lloyd Wright, even when we talk about architecture, he always wanted to blend in with nature as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Even though he had and he did, um, and he did most of his work between the you know, in his eighties and nineties. So mm-hmm. it's never too late. Him, to... And he was yeah. he was crabby. He was a crabby dude. Oh, and very <laughs> much it's my way or the highway. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, but but he mm-hmm. worked with nature, and I think. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to me because, like, when I look at African tribes who have huts and, and Native American tribes, everything is round. To me, that's mm-hmm. working with nature because nature understands round. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. not necessarily yeah. true because when you look at leaves and certain mm-hmm. things, they are, there's octagons, there's hexagons. and Spirals. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is a little bit of everything. So I can't, but you know. still when they so, fall to the ground, they're round. Yeah, but not everything. So, Frank Lloyd Wright, I was like, when people talked about him working with nature, I, I never really saw it, honestly, because I just know nature from the bush side, like actually living in it, you know? So I never really looked at it that way. I'm like, oh, I understand that you're snugging yourself into nature and trying to be part of it, but you still have these really Square corners. Square corners. Yeah, exactly. So to me, it isn't. Uh-huh. Um, that's because, just me personally. Because. But, but then, but then when I started looking at G.B. Smith's work mm. and I started to realize, I'm like, yeah, he's right. And there is a, the, the, um, the hard lines create the roundness. You can't, it's like the devil mm-hmm. and Jesus, right? Oh, we got to put, you know, that great song by Eric Burton, by the way. Um, mm. But if you, you, you have to have salt and pepper. You have to have both sides for mm. equilibrium to happen. So it's like kind of if we look at our country being all crazy, well, you know, you're going to have to have two crazies to make a balance somewhere. Or maybe we can just kind of balance in somewhere. But, um, nah. It's not going to happen. Like I that. had a friend who said that the, a plane, an airplane, needs a left wing and a right wing to fly. Right, exactly. exactly. And and that's yeah. it. 
So it's, it's not called, all one or the other. Called, it doesn't work that way. It's called balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay? And mm -hmm. so balance is off or it's in or it's out. Um, yeah. And you, it, trying to get a million plus people, a billion, to balance at the same time. Mm -hmm. Think about it. And yeah, then oh, well, now we're going to talk about plants and animals and everything that's living and breathing balance at the mm -hmm. same time. Well, a sea sauce <laughs> still has to have a straight line, right? Yes. The sea sauce mm -hmm. has to have a straight line. And so in nature, like if you look at a branch, it's pretty much a straight line sometimes, right? There's just, no. there is this balance. So I think that. I think as we go into December and we go towards January where everybody does all the crazy resolutions and everything. Mm -hmm. um, what I want to say is like maybe through this season we can find that balance of understanding the round and the straight and put them together mm -hmm. and we can make balance. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know. You don't know. You're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you understand what I'm saying? It's just kind of a, let, let's have that mm -hmm. balance. And yes. uh, maybe we can find mm -hmm. that because I always like, always looked at nature this way. And then I found out I was absolutely wrong. So, well, I, I feel a, good uh, about that. Yeah, I, last I, month I, I released uh, Little Bits of Heaven, that song, uh, a song where I think we mm -hmm. talked about it on the last show. And it, and I talk, mm -hmm. it talks about balance and, and about finding, yeah. you know, the, uh, taking the good mm -hmm. with the bad, so, yep. We can focus on kindness, mm -hmm. and I think things like the holidays remind us to go back to that. I love your gratitude, yes. Club. Because it reminds Thank us you. of that. And yes. I need to get back into that. I, I'm always <laughs> like, oh, I'm late. I'm late. <laughs> you know? But I, I always get in there, you know. It's, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think the grat, and everybody, that's the gratitude club on Facebook, Johnny's group. It's awesome. People yes. post, uh, there are five things they're grateful every day. And I'm telling you, you can't, you be grateful and your worst days, you need it. Mm -hmm. on your worst days mm -hmm. you need it trust me i find it's especially when i want to remember to be grateful because it, it just kind of brings me back around and you know um helps me with that context of you know putting okay yes today's a rough day but i have so much to be grateful for exactly i love it, I love it. Mm -hmm. so no, johnny it in, in closing what is your favorite holiday meal Hmm, my favorite holiday meal. I guess you know we're we uh, we're pretty uh, we're pretty traditional. My mom used to do both turkey and ham at Christmas and Thanksgiving, both, wow. and so uh, that's just what I kind of grew up with. And so um, I guess yeah, that it, it brings back a lot of memories for me. So I'd have to go with that very traditional. Awesome. Well, yeah. everyone, we're kicking off the music playlist, and um, it's going to have Melissa Manchester, Johnny Schaefer. We also have uh, Matt White that Johnny oh. was talking about. 
and many more that Johnny has contributed to. So thank you, Johnny, for your big list. We've got a big list. So you, you can basically thank yes. Johnny for the music list that kicks it off cool. for this, this episode. But Johnny will be on, hopefully, if he stays on after our little crazy <laughs> conversation today. Um, he'll be on every first uh, every first Sunday of Sunday. the month. So we, we look forward to m- many more shows with Johnny and starting yes. kicking off the new year with you. So um, I think we're going to have to wait. Okay, wait. The baby in the cake, that's going on the playlist. I'm sorry, it's going on. Um, okay. That has to happen uh, because it that is about the eating cake. the king cake and biting into the baby. Who ate the baby? Oh, not the dingo ate the baby. Not that one. I know. <laughs> but, but isn't that when, when, I mean, it's like Mardi Gras cake too, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that when you Yeah, the exactly. Baby you yeah. It's, it's historic. Yeah, in, in Mexico, it's if you, if you get the, the baby. Yeah. In your piece of yeah. cake, then you have to you have to make the tamales for the Dia de la Candelaria celebration mm-hmm. on February second. Oh, and so the my yeah. song "Baby in the Cake" is about this guy who's afraid he's going to get the baby in the cake because then he has to I make know. a bunch of tamales and and he doesn't know how know how to make tamales. So that's <laughs> so that's so kind you, of the conceit you, of that. You song. just keep poking your finger in the cake so you don't go there. <laughs> Uh, now, do you like tamales? Do you like tamales? I love tamales. Yes. Oh, they're awesome. Favorite favorite filling? What's your favorite filling? Hmm. I actually, you know, I actually like uh, I like savory. So um, I like them like with with chicken and green, like like salsa verde, like green chili. Ooh, ooh, um, I love that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm with you. Mm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, you know what? It's good to have tamales over the holiday season. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big tradition. And They're cooking yummy. them, that's a huge thing from cornhusk and steaming them. And mm-hmm. it's such mm-hmm. a, it's, it, that's a big tradition through California, the Southwest and, um, mm-hmm. Mexico, obviously, right? You know? Yeah. Our so band, our high school band used to do a big fundraiser making tamales and the whole, all the band kids and parents used to come together. And for like four or five hours, they would make thousands of tamales and then sell them all over town. (laughs) It was a big tradition. Well, isn't that a fun? I think think a lot of communities do that, use it as a fundraiser, right? In the holidays? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Girl Scout cookies, but on a way bigger level in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because cooking them is a huge, huge deal. Like it is. And that's good. Mm -hmm. good. I like it. I like it. Oh golly, looky! I want to hear about that. That is oh, a song golly. about a kid who's who's a, he's afraid that Santa Claus overlooked him, and oh, so he's yeah. thinking you know, he's jealous about his of his brother and sister getting presents. And then um, I used uh, you remember that the movie Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. yeah. or the musical, mm-hmm. uh, either the play or or the the movie. Uh, they they have uh, the backup singers do this kind of snarky commentary through music, mm-hmm. like it's 50s rock and roll style music, and they do this commentary on what's going on. So I had these three fantastic uh, backup singers that came in and mm-hmm. kind of vamped and did a bunch of comedy in the song. So so they're they're kind of making fun yeah. of the kid, you know, and, and his, his, his obsession with, did Santa get me anything? And, and so it's a pretty fun kind of rock and roll Christmas song. Oh, I like cool. that. I like that. And then, 
You also talked about your dad's uh, favorite carol, which is Bring a Torch, Jeanette, Isabella. And you you sent me mm. a message saying that you're getting like tons of views year round on this on YouTube. Yes, that particular video, there's, it's a lyric video. Oh. And for whatever reason, um, all year long, every day I get at least 20 views and sometimes hundreds of views, even in the summertime, in the springtime. Oh. That one video is, it's actually my most watched video consistently. Like, no matter what wow. time of year, uh, I don't know what see, it is like about that chestnuts. song, but it didn't. Chestnuts and summer. Yeah. Here it yeah. Is. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize so many people loved, you know, that particular song. So, um, that's awesome. Wow. I mean, so yeah. this is so cool that people, and, and everyone, this is all going to be up and linked from the show notes as usual, but, you know, Christmas is a is a magical feeling, and I think it kind of goes back to our childhood excitement, you know. And Hanukkah, I know it's not as exciting, but you do get latkes, and those are good. Well, no, baby, it's it, it, it. Nature says you need to take a time of rest, and animals do it every like two hours. They take fifteen minutes. Humans well, don't. But it's no, fun. we are out it's of. A, I'm talking about it's the inner time. joy of fun. I know, but the time of rest is where you can access inner mm-hmm. joy. You can't do it while you're working. You know, think I about know. it. I get. I have joy when I'm working. I like what I, I do. I know, but okay, but <laughs> that's sorry, I, I like what I do. I think Johnny gets joy in his singing. So you no, know, I mean, because like, you don't have a boss. That's right. I think I do think that you can try to um, to bring joy into whatever you do. It's it's kind of Absolutely. a mindset, you know, yeah. um, uh, that, and it can really change how you experience it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I it agree. is about your attitude. But how many and... people? How many people do that or know how to do that? Right. Go to, that Facebook. Go to Johnny's yeah. Gratitude Facebook group. Are you going to have a good time mm-hmm. this holiday season, Johnny? I know you are. Oh yeah, I I'm a Christmas guy, so I always we I and mean, we already we've had our tree up for two weeks already. <laughs> already, really, really. Yeah, so you don't wait yeah. till after Thanksgiving. Awesome. You do it before. No, I like to have it up during Thanksgiving. So yeah, we always put so, it up early. What, <laughs> what, do you do what, outside what lights? It? Do you do outside stuff? Or is it? Uh, we we when we had a house, we did. Um, now we're in an apartment, so we do have a. Mm-hmm. A light up Rudolph and a light up wreath mm-hmm. outside our door, but um, okay. that's, oh, that's really cute. all we can do here. Yeah, yeah, but that's cute yeah. though. That's cute. What kind yeah. of yeah. what kind of ornaments do you put on your tree? What do you choose? That's what you're saying. Yeah, for or- ornament. Yeah, ornaments. Uh, I actually buy a few tree? every year. My, my, I was a Christmas baby. I was born December 21st, so no. someone bought my parents a, a little angel ornament. And I came home on wow. Christmas Day, and my parents, I was a baby, but they kind of had me, you know, helped me put it on the tree. So every year, that that is the first ornament on the tree. And oh, then I have all sweet. these other ornaments that, that uh, just I like, collect through, you know, through, through the years, and they bring me 
they bring back memories of all these different. Mm. I remember when I bought that one. I bought that one up in Big Bear, and I bought yeah, this one see? in that's in Solving, cool. and I bought that yeah. one in Europe, and yeah. So. PC the Christmas. Sorry, was he, it? Said solving. Oh, awesome. he said solving, that's and awesome. for some reason, in my mind went to Pea Soup Andersons. Do you guys remember? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Johnny, thank you so much. Yes. It has been so much thank fun. You. I think we're going to have to have a part one and part two of this show because we've gone over time. <laughs> crazy. What were we thinking of, you know? It, uh, yeah, it always goes that way. But but go to hearjohnny.com and his YouTube channel, too. Um, and then, yes. most importantly, buy his music. Don't just stream it buy it uh, awesome. musicians need that um support yeah, you can get a oh, there's a christmas ornament that goes with my christmas album on my on my oh, website nice. so yeah oh nice oh uh, so people can get that on your website right they can yep mm-hmm. nice here Johnny and you can actually com. set your own you can set your own price so you go on and you just pay what you think you you know what you think it's worth so i trust you wow so. Well, you guys are yeah. nice. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, I, I, it's actually what? I. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. You go were ahead. saying that this before you. Oh, well, I, uh, uh, Jane Jane Sibbery, uh suggested that to me. You know, um, she's a mm-hmm. you know a really great singer songwriter, and mm-hmm. and I've actually found that people often pay more than I would have charged for it. Like they'll they'll throw in an yeah. extra five bucks or whatever. And, uh, mm-hmm. so it's, it's worked out and, you know, people don't have a lot of money and, you know, they I mean, they, they can stream it. So at least if they're going to my website to, to pay something, I appreciate it because it's really hard to make music money at this music mm-hmm. stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so I appreciate what people feel they can afford. Yeah. No, uh, but that's a human to human connection. I love that. I know. Mm-hmm. I do too, because I think it, mm-hmm. it just, you want that connection unless you're out performing. It's so hard if you're not well, performing live every, you know, night, you know, for but, people to connect. Yeah, and so that's a, that's a beautiful way, Johnny. And I love that you're including an mm-hmm. ornament too. Um, that's something special as well. So everyone here, here, Johnny.com and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. And part two will be uh, Chef Ivan Flowers on our next segment. So just keep streaming and you'll you'll find us. Thank you, Johnny, and happy holidays. Happy <laughs> Christmas. You. you too. And we'll be chatting you with you in the okay. new year. Great. Looking forward to it. Same to you. Okay, so now it is part two of our big weekly blend show, and we're going to eat, drink, and be merry with Chef Ivan Flowers. Uh, Ivan is a five-star chef. He's also a culinary instructor, and he teaches teens in Temecula how to cook, which is always exciting because I think this is a life skill all kids need to learn, and so do we, as many adults do. Right, Chef Ivan? How are you? Good, Lisa. I'm good. It's good to be with you. Hey, you know what? We're excited about this because uh, you've got a great recipe of uh, baby pears. 
dipped in ganache, right? And so uh, this show airs on December 3rd, and we talk about the holidays of the month and everything for December. And apparently it is Pear Month, National Pear <laughs> Month, and it is World Pear Day. So, like, you know, you, you knew what was happening, didn't you? You were you were prepared for the pear. I was pre I prepared very good. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That just, just flew out of my mouth too. That's weird. But That's very good. That was good. That was good. But baby pears, where do you get baby pears? This I've I never was thought actually, of baby pears. There's a um there's a uh counselor teacher up at Temecula who has very large property and she has these pear trees. And they're baby pears. So she gave me, I sent some students over, <clears throat> excuse me, to pick them. So I was inundated with all these little baby pears. So the first thing I thought, and they were really sweet, really nice. They have a stem on them. And the first thing I thought about was dip them in ganache, you know? And they just, between the ganache and the sweetness of the pear and the velvetiness of the chocolate and the cream, boy, did, did it work. So this is interesting because so you're not going to cook the pears because they're babies. You you just yes. you don't. Okay. Now the ganache. Let's talk about ganache because yes, um, it's a little bit more than chocolate, right? It's a little bit more than you put cream and you know, chocolate chips melted together. Right. Exactly. And people, you know, they get like really weird. How can I make this? They make it a lot in their head. They make it more difficult than they think. Basically using a one-to-one, I use the semi-sweet chocolate, um, and you use one-to-one ratio. It's very, very simple. You can either use chocolate chips, or if you have the bar, you take a chef's knife, and you kind of just, you know, um, slice it up, crumble it up. You bring the cream to a simmer. You pour the hot cream over the chocolate, and at first, when you mix it, you don't think anything is going to happen, because it kind of doesn't Nothing happens for a few minutes, for one or two minutes, and then it starts to come together. And you get mm. this beautiful, shiny, gorgeous chocolate, and you simply just dip. And you can dip a lot of things in, into ganache. I did pears. I've done it with Doritos and Cheetos uh, with students where we had a lot of fun. <laughs> Strawberries, green beans, um, you know, cookies. So it's Bacon. very, very, very simple. Bacon, absolutely bacon. Bacon, pretzels. Absolutely. I like the pretzels. Pretzels, pretzels. bacon, yes. Wonderful on Ooh. bacon. And then you finish now, with a little French sea salt. Oh, I like that. Now, can mm-hmm. we spike the ganache with some sea salt caramel bourbon? Yes, absolutely. Ooh. But absolutely. you do it like at you the can... end? You don't want to put it at the beginning. You want to do it at the end? No. Because of the When cream? it comes what together, yes. Let it come together and then put a little bit in and then taste that. Because you don't want to water it out too much because you want it to be able to coat. So if you're going to add a little extra liquid to it, you'd go with a little more chocolate. Mm. So we have these um, dried mushrooms from Melissa's Produce. They're like chanterelles, morels, all of these dried, you know. And we were Uh going to make this sauce because we did crepes with mushrooms and a mushroom sauce. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. they said, okay, you could cook the mushrooms and red wine, but you need to deglaze the wine. And we both looked at each other and went, okay, where's Chef Ivan? What the heck do we, what is, what are we, are we boiling the wine? What are we doing? And then we thought we're not wasting right. our wine until we talk to you. <laughs> so 
no wine went into our, our mushrooms, but they were good. Uh, oh my God, these mushrooms. Yeah. And we've got crimini, criminis, crimini, shiitakes. We still have some. So, yeah. and, and you just, you have to, um, let them be moist. Everyone's favorite word. Um, you've got to soak them for a while, like 20 minutes mm -hmm. or something in hot, mm -hmm. hot water. And then you can. Yeah, you rehydrate them. them. Yeah. Yeah, we we rehydrated them, but they seem to when they are dried, they I don't know if they just soak up the flavor more because of the hydrate rehydrating them kind of process. They they're seem to really they're very soak up. they're very intense. Yeah, they're very mm -hmm. intense. I like mm -hmm. to use them like when I do my lobster bisque, I put it in a dried port um a dried um I think a porcini or yeah, it's, it's been a while. I I put yeah, it I into the stock. Yeah, and it, it puts out such an incredible flavor, you know, because when they dry them, they concentrate them, they hydrate them, dehydrate them down, and they get intense. Mm. So they're wonderful to work with. We did, um, we went to a friend's house and we put them in. She was doing um, slow roasted um, short ribs, and she did it in um, red wine. <laughs> and yes. so, and it was, it turned out really good. So we just threw the it's, mushrooms in, and it was yeah, like yeah, this earthiness absolutely. came into it. But um, yes. she did it in red wine and other things. But, it's um, so funny you say that. That's what I'm making tonight for tomorrow. Oh, <clears throat> I'm doing cool. short ribs. Yeah, they're in the oven as we speak. Oh, she did it in a slow cooker thing, and mm -hmm. by the time we put the mushrooms in, it this the the sauce just thickened. When we first got there, it was like oh, yeah. juice. Mm -hmm. And then it just thickened, yeah. and those mushrooms were like perfect. We put it with some yeah. mashed potatoes, and we had some really good wine from LD Wine LDB mm -hmm. Winery. Oh, red wine! It was a feast. It was a little feast that yeah. none of us could finish. But short ribs, um, I you know I'm not a huge rib person. I don't even I've never cooked them, but they just fell off the bone, and oh yeah, they were good. That's a good oh, yeah. Christmas you, meal, you... isn't it? Oh, yeah. The, the trick is you always make them the day before. You don't want to make them the day of and then eat them. You want to make them the day before, oh. keep them in the sauce, chill them down, and then the next day bring it back on the heat or as many as you want. And when it sits overnight in that, in that braising liquid, it becomes very, very intense. Okay, you always so want to do braised dishes the, 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 the day before. Huh, I didn't know that. Now, what about this deglazing thing? What are we doing with our wine? Are we ruining it? What is well, that? Like well, like with short ribs, what you're going to do, you know, there's a technique. Basically, you, you make a mirepoix, celery, onions, and carrots. You sweat mm -hmm. it out. You add tomato paste to it, which is called pince. Mm -hmm. And that sweetness of the, 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 the tomato paste kind of, just balances the dish. And just as you cook all that tomato paste out, then you put in, you deglaze, because you're going to have a fond on the bottom of the pan. Some of those vegetables and that tomato paste builds up on the bottom, and you deglaze with a good red wine. And then you take that down by half oh. until it thickens. Oh. Then you go in with stock. Then you go in with an herb bundle. You put your meat in cover it, oh. and go into an oven for about three and a half to four hours at 300. Oh. That's that braising. Yummy. That's true braising. Oh, it's delicious. That sounds like really good, you know, winter food. You know, we're getting into and that it's season. it's simple. Yeah, we yeah. want comfort food. We want that kind of comfort goodness. And 
I want to go back yeah. to um, what you're doing with the ganache because, you know, as soon as you hear a word like ganache, you're like, holy crap, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> it's I like, know. no. But um, no. so with this, so you had baby pears. So you're using what is available. So like, you know, could we just take apples, slice them, then dip them and eat oh, them or of anything? Uh, any absolutely. Fruit? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Okay. And we could take bigger pears because... And not yes. everyone gets baby pears, but this is so, and they're so cute. You know, you want to yeah. give them little faces and say hi to them. I know. They're, they have that beautiful shine on them, that little stem. They're yeah. wonderful. They, yeah. they remind me of crab apples in a weird way. Yes, you know? they look like crab apples, yes. But those yes. are a little tart. And, you don't want to do too much with crab apples. No. Do you, those are for cooking. No. You want to go, yeah, you want to go, yeah, you know, a little sweet, but tart works too. Mm. It's, you know. Whatever you like. Yeah, I think that's the fun thing. I think you, you always bring recipes that can be completely modified according to what you have, mm-hmm. you know, and what you like. So this is something mm-hmm. fun for the kids. So for the holiday season, ganache is something that kids can get into and be part of the celebration for the table, whether it's pretzels yes, and, or pears uh, or, you know. Yes. And remember, you can make truffles out of them, chocolate truffles. <clears throat> that's what tr- they're made from ganache. And what you want to do, the ratio is basically you're going to do eight ounces of chocolate to two thirds of a cup of cream. Then you put that in the refrigerator and it gets hard. You then take a little ice cream scooper and you scoop them. You can roll them in nuts. You can roll them in sprinkles. There's a variety of things that you can roll them in and you have little rolled chocolate truffles, which are fabulous cocoa as a mignardi they do cocoa you know what i I don't do the cocoa because it gets a little messy Mm -hmm. you know it kind of makes it a little messy i just kind of go into like a draze chopped pistachio or if you want to do sprinkles or coconut or different things if you want to put a little togarashi japanese peppers and have a little fun and you know light them up a little bit but they're so easy to make and people get so nervous when they hear ganache, and it's just like when somebody shows you, you actually go, that's it? Yeah, okay. that's it. <laughs> so when you're making the ganache, you've got the, the sweet, and everyone, the recipe is linked in the show notes. It's right on the homepage of blendradioNTV.com or go into the cooking section on the site um, or type in ganache, because I think this is the only ganache recipe we have because we've all been so scared. Um, but can we... Add some chili powder to the chocolate when you're putting it in with the cream. Uh, yes. Can we do that? Yes. Sure you can. Oh. Absolutely okay. you can. Ooh. You could so add you a could touch of vanilla. You could add... Yeah, of course. Remember, you coffee. control the food. You know, I'll, I was just going to say definitely coffee. Coffee uh-huh. and chocolate, when they come together, are wonderful. A little bit of espresso. You know, some people will actually roll it in um, a little bit of uh, brewed coffee. Mm. Well, the other thing is, this is the gift-giving season, right? And mm-hmm. um, this is something, like a kid could go and like, I'm going to take pretzels and do this and wrap it in a nice cool. bow or something, right? Or cookies mm-hmm. and, you know, do something. Um, I think there's something special about a homemade gift. And especially mm-hmm. if you're on a budget, it's a way of like, hey, I'm putting some effort in. It's something from me to you. Um but what about like doing something, you know, we, this, number one, this could be Christmas Day. This could be Hanukkah. This could be Kwanzaa. This could be New Year's Eve. 
delights, right? But if right. you're rolling them into little truffle balls, you could you could make like a jar of truffles for friends. You could go to town right. on what you're dipping in according to what you're you know who you're gifting if they like specific yeah. things. You sure. know, yeah. The flavors are endless, and also the presentation is gorgeous. Mm. You know, if you do all different toppings and stuff and lay them in a little box, people go oh. crazy for this kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. And Think you about know what a we were talking about? Peanut butter bacon? stuffed pretzel. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Peanut butter stuffed pretzel? Mm-hmm. In ganache. I mean, you're there. That's the ultimate. Oh, wow. And mm. and um, candy canes. It's National Candy Cane Day on on December twenty sixth. Oh, wow. But I do yeah. believe um, one of the days. I think it's the thirtieth. Is uh, Bacon Day. So I'm mm. thinking that's we could we could be doing that. But you could take mm-hmm. so many different things. This is fun to do. But the candy canes would be you'd almost be making your own bark that way. Yes. By dipping it in, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I like this. Um, um, and okay. Now, have you ever gotten into gingerbread making because i know that that now, happens this way. I, I don't do a lot of gingerbread you know or ginger houses or th- you know i'm not a tell you the truth i'm not a big fan of ginger I, it's really? just it's even cooking yeah, wise yeah. Huh, i okay. use it in, in, in certain sauces and stuff you know sparingly moroccan chicken and different things or if you do um oh what's the famous uh dish the meat dish um that uses ginger escaping me Salabratin. but oh. other than that I, I'm, I'm light on ginger hmm. so okay December 5th apparently is National Comfort Food Day what would you say is the ultimate for comfort food mm-hmm. just what we were talking about I something braised like a short rib um, or a good beef chuck you know three four five hours with a really good garlic mascarpone herb mashed potato. And I would do probably a little sauteed broccolini with a little lemon and Parmesan, and then take that jus that it was cooked in with the vegetables, and you go into a blender and you blend it, and you add a little, little bit of butter and a little bit of olive oil and some sherry vinegar and make a really, really nice top sauce to put on top. And then you sprinkle a little Pecorino Romano or a little horseradish just to wake it up. Oh, that's comfort. What's up with this horseradish sauce that's with ranch or something? And we had this in a yeah, restaurant. Good. Oh, it's I, good. I just, you could put anything fried and put that in ooh, onion rings, you know, French fries. I don't care what it is. It's really, mm-hmm. really good. And um, mm-hmm. since we talked to you, we've been in Louisiana and ah. they know how to fry food. They have meat pies yeah, in Natchitoches, yeah. Louisiana. They're like little meat pies, but they're pepper meat pies. Like they're pepper. Yeah. And it's it's almost like a Cornish pasty in England, but it's like an empanada. And they're so, yes, so yes. good. Yeah. But um, yeah. we were, Nancy had her, the best Reuben she's ever had in her life. And she's the Reuben mm. queen. Her best. Mm. Like, I think... A good Reuben on a winter day is a good thing. <laughs> oh, uh, any day. A good Reuben any day is good. You mm. know? Mm. I mean, mm. you can yeah, do a corned beef Reuben. You can do a pastrami Reuben. And it's something I mean, you can do at home that people always think go to the deli for. But we mm-hmm. we used to, you know, you could, we would do it with corned beef. You know, people do that mm-hmm. on, you yeah. know, uh, St. Patty's Day and stuff. But 
we used to do corned beef as our Christmas roast was corned mm-hmm. beef. And Nancy mm. would put like bacon in stages or roasted in stages and then put whiskey at the end, like bourbon or mm. sherry or, you know, and put cloves mm-hmm. in it, stick it with cloves and then smother it with um dark mustard, like a really good mm. dark mustard. And from there, like the leftovers we made into Rubens with good sauerkraut. You've got yeah. to get the right rye bread. Do not skimp on the rye bread. The rye bread is key. Mm-hmm. Marble is really good. Why is that? Yeah. I don't know, but it is. And you've got a, a good Thousand Island dressing. You can't not yes. get the Thousand Island. It has and to have Swiss. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Magical. The Swiss or provolone. Yeah, Swiss or provolone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for us. That, that's what we would do. Mm-hmm. But um, a good mm-hmm. Reuben, like, I think we get so stuck with, I mean, turkey after turkey after turkey. I think we should, you know, change it up a bit for the Christmas dinner. Yeah. You know? Do the yeah. ribs well, that you're talking people, about, too. Yeah. A lot of people would agree with you. Turkey, I think people get a little bored with turkey. So, like, for thanks, you know, for Thanksgiving, it's good. I wouldn't do a turkey for Christmas. I would do, like, a ham. I would do a prime rib mm. or even vegetarian. It depends what you want. You know, turkey can only kind of take so far. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot you can do with vegetables, too. That. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I mean, yeah. you can really have a good vegetarian um, spread. Uh, and we've talked about that before. Cheese boards, um, oh, all yeah. kinds of good things. And Hanukkah is upon us. It's, it's coming up in a few days here from, you know, um, I think the 7th it starts. And Hanukkah, I think there's good food because, again, like, we've got latkes, like, do you like latkes? I love latkes. I started making latkes with my grandmother when I was very young. And when they're done, you know, <clears throat> latke is, you know, you're basically, you're going to shred potatoes. You're going to take the excess water out. You put an egg, you put in flour or cornstarch, salt, pepper, different things. What I do is I put uh, borson or alouette, which is a soft herb French cheese. And I mix yeah. that into the latke. And then you go kind of not too thin, not too thick, and you get them beautifully golden brown. And when I was in certain restaurants, we would serve them um, if we wanted to elevate them with creme fraiche and back in the day, beluga caviar, which was just, you know, just fabulous. Or shallot confire, which is cooked in um, vinegar and sugar and a touch of raspberry. I mean, a, a good latke is like to die for. Some people put applesauce with their latkes. So like, sure, applesauce yeah, or sour cream, yeah. Nancy would make them for breakfast and roast them yeah, instead you, of fry them. Is that okay to yes. roast them? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You can bake them in a hot oven, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you could sometimes we'd grate carrot in there just to give it mm-hmm. a little healthy kick yeah, and yeah. color. You can add things. Oh, yeah. she, she would do onions, like red onion, like, you know, because once things are grated, like, why not just put it all in there? Let it. And I want garlic in everything. I want garlic mm-hmm. in it for sure. Um, and on December 6th, it is National Gazpacho Day. So I think ah. that's interesting since that's a cooler soup for, um, you know, the holiday season. But then it's red, right? Gazpacho is red, so it's a nice color. Well, you know, it, it depends what you're putting in it. You know, the, the trick with the gazpacho is anytime I used to make a gazpacho, if I served it in a shot glass or in a bowl, I use it in the spoon. I always made sure they were in the freezer. It was super, super, super ice cold. And I put just enough tomato, 
just enough cucumber, you know, balance it out where, refreshing. you know, it's yeah. got to be refreshing. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, ah, and of course you can make it. I like to make it a little spicy. Mm. I like spice. Listen, Louisiana, man, they do not mess around mm-hmm. with their spice. It's no, there. It is. Yeah, it's there. Hello. Welcome and to Louisiana. There. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to wake up just, and you're going to feel good. <laughs> yeah, I just did uh, Cajun black and fish last week with the, with the students. You know, with the clarified wow, butter and the very, that? very hot. They were, you know, it was different for them. It's, you know, it's an acquired taste because really you're putting on, you know, a lot of spice and clarified butter. You can take up to 450 degrees. So you're kind of like burning the spice. It's blackened. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of burnt into the fish. So it's an acquired taste. But they liked it. Hmm. Well, that's cool that they like it and, and you know, you go mm-hmm. for it. Because fish, fish can be interesting. And, and fish, I think some people cook fish like Christmas Eve is like a tradition, isn't it? Is it? Oh, Christmas yeah, the Feast Christmas of the Eve? Seven Fishes. Yeah. I love the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Do you have seven different fishes, like literally? Or yes. is it everything oh. from shellfish to finfish. Oh, yeah. It's all it's seven fish, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When... You know, Nancy and I are allergic to fish, but when we're in Louisiana, which is, is, you know, you're in Louisiana and everything is fish. And, and I love it because um, the state um, gives, feeds, it pays the restaurants like a little kickback for using local mm-hmm. seafood, which I yes. think is fantastic. They yeah. do it for festivals, for local musicians and keeping things local. But um, they made this, these baked potatoes in this one restaurant. Merci beaucoup. So it's a more of a French style restaurant. That's where Nancy got yeah. her really good Reuben. They yeah. took these huge baked potatoes and then they put etouffee, if I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. And then these giant, etouffee. giant shrimp on top. I don't know if it's a crawfish or shrimp. It's just, it's like a big curly whirly at the top that was yeah. know, fried. And this yeah. was the deal for people. This was a oh, huge yeah. deal. This baked potato, potato with Etouffee, whatever etouffee is. Oh, oh um, yeah. So that might be an interesting Christmas thing. I what? I remember I was in New Orleans years ago. There was a restaurant, Stella's, Chef Bowman, who did tempura fried jellyfish. It was, I can't even explain it. <laughs> well, they can fry anything in Louisiana. Seriously. Yes, they, they can. Fry, and, you know, we went, there was this, uh, in Natchitoches, there's a French Market Express one night. And it's a gas station diner. And they have a gas station food trail. And literally, you get po' boys, boudin, oh. if you're in the South Louisiana. And all. Oh, boudin yeah. is like a French oh, thing, yeah. you know, with rice. And they did hogshead oh, yeah. cheese. And they got us to eat hogshead cheese. I did it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. But um, I, I love head cheese. Oh. Yeah, well, no, no. you, can, <laughs> you go, to, go to Louisiana with us next time and take care of that. Yes. Um, but, yeah. but we did it. But you, you must try what you can, you know. And the Fried food. I remember that one night we'd done a back in our live radio show days. We used to be on those, and when we did them, and we'd done a show, and it was like eight nine o'clock at night, and it's a gas station by the hotels, and mm-hmm. it's smart, and they just doubled their gas. I mean, these people are you, you sometimes can't even get into the store. The lines are you so can't big. even get in. Yeah, of course. They are known this for yam food. cake, yam cake, mm. and then their fried yeah. food. You can go in, you can buy wine, and that's what, of course, we did. You can sit in the middle amongst all the groceries and eat. It's funny. 
But you go and I love it. And we hadn't had half of these fried things. And the, the guy behind the counter is like, have you had this? Well, then you need to try it. We walked out with this pile of fried food. And Nancy and I looked, I mean, really naughty girls. But they have drive through daiquiris in Louisiana. Seriously. So we had drive this eggnog daiquiri. And it's eggnog month, mm. by the way. Mm. And so we had eggnog daiquiris. And it's been written about in the New York Times and stuff. And I'm like. Okay, this is probably the only way I'm going to drink eggnog. Do you drink eggnog? Because that can be weird if you don't know where who's making it. With the are the yeah. eggs okay? You yeah, know? I'm not a big eggnog guy. I, I'm not a big egg. To me, it's like a sip is enough for me. It's it's very rich. Yeah, it, it rich. got too much. But then we kept going. Let's have some more. And then I realized, no, you don't want to do that again. But but speaking of sweet. December 7th is National Cotton Candy Day. And in England, they call it fairy floss. We used to call it candy floss in South Africa. Cotton candy. Now, I've been in restaurants where they do stuff with that. Have you ever made it? Yes. Many years ago, we we bought the machine. We bought everything. You know, it goes around and it it shreds little threads and it comes like it just, it it creates. And um, it's very sweet. You know, mm-hmm. and you, you you pour everything in, and the machine does it, and it looks beautiful on the plate. You know, but mm-hmm. to me, it was like it very melts sweet. so quickly. I liked it when yeah, I was it, a kid. Yeah, it's it is kind of like you're heating up the sugar really fast and spinning yes. it. Yes, you're really yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's cool. Oh, you were talking about chocolates. National Box of Chocolates Day is December twenty eighth. Mm. We've got mm. National Pep. What's a pepper pot? Like the actual Not pepper? Sure. And the but Not they sure. also have baking soda day, bicarbonate of soda day. Listen, oh, those wow. things are important. <laughs> that's important. You know, yeah. that's December 30th, just in case. 31st, mm. and I think you're going to like this one, other than it's National Champagne Day. We like that. Um, yes. Obviously, it's New Year's Eve, but it's National Vinegar Day. Now, the world of vinegars. This is something we should probably embrace more into our lives, right? As using balsamics, but also trying different vinegars for different things. Even baking, I know people use vinegar. Oh, for sure. You know, people really, really miss the boat when they don't learn how to cook with vinegar. With all the different vinegars out there and the acidity, which is not that high. People think it's a lot higher than it is. And you balance it out with something a little sweet, which is a gastrique. Learning to work mm. with vinegars in sauces, in glazes, is one of the best things you can do um, cooking. Mm. Same thing like with mustards. People kind of miss mm. the boat on that. Doesn't mustard have vinegar in it? Like, isn't it mixed? Yes. Like, they crush the actual mm. mustard pod things mm-hmm. and then yep. mix it with vinegar. And then I don't know what makes it a yep. dark mustard. What I don't know if that's just the All the different or... seeds, you know, how okay. it's, or, you know. I mean, one of my favorite things is I do a Costa Rican swordfish, and I simply take a little sugar-free orange marmalade with oh. uh, mustard and vinegar, and I just mix mm. it up. I put it on the swordfish. I roast it in the oven, and it comes out. A little bit of breadcrumbs, a little Japanese panko on top, and it's just like, oh, boom, bang, you know? Now, malt vinegar, I grew up with that in England and mm. South Africa on, mm-hmm. on chi- chips, which is like a fat mm-hmm. French fry. And there's a yes. l- l- there's sloppy chips as we'd call them, which were like thin would be like French fries, thin but sloppy. So there's a mushiness yeah. to it, and that's a whole other texture, and it's good. But 
actual chips. Like if you make those thick, oh, it's like steak fries, basically. Yes. Oh, God, yes. yes. Oh. There's Good nothing better than fish and chips. Oh. With malt, With malt vinegar. vinegar. I mean, when it's done yeah. well, oh, my God. When I was in England, I, I remember I went to a really good uh, fish and chip place, and it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, really, yeah. malt vinegar is, and apple cider vinegar is really yes. good for our bodies if you get the one yes, with the actual, is. like, good stuff, like the organic. I don't know, because Bragg's is being sold out to somebody. I don't know what's going on with that. Katy Perry owns it, apparently, or is invested huh? in it, and so is Bill Gates. I don't know about what's going on with that, because now I'm getting weird about, you know, you have to read read up on stuff you're buying. But apple cider vinegar is really good for even cleaning, um, for refreshing a room air freshener wise mm-hmm. it's like yes. apple cider vinegar is like the goodness of goodness and you can cook with it and i think people that's the one that people bake with i think is apple cider i'm not sure yeah but yes it's good yes. it's good yes. okay so we got vinegar believe it or not i didn't know we were going to talk about that for mm. december but um okay there's all kinds of like national date nut bread um day that's good yeah dates are good um national yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this. Pfeffernus day? Pfeffernus? Pfeffernus? I don't know what that is, but it sounds baked or something. Um, mm. Eggnog day, pumpkin pie day, national kiss oh. the cook day. So that's a day yeah. for you and Tracy. Um, <laughs> there you go. National fruit cake day. And I think it's fruit cake month. So that's yeah. always the fruit cake. Yay. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, national French fried shrimp day of December 21st. There you go. Mm. There's Sangria Day, Hard Candy Day, Oatmeal day, Muffin Day. Every, there's a day for everything. And no kidding. Um, National Roast Suckling Pig Day. Oh, wow. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Who, how, who's going to do that in their backyard <clears throat> in Hawaii? Hawaii, they might do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I just, yeah, can't, can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah, can't I know. It. No, because it's a whole, it's a baby. Um, yeah. National Maple yeah. Syrup Day. That's a big deal to uh, actually get real maple syrup, the real stuff. Maple syrup. The real stuff compared to, oh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, once stuff. you've had the real stuff, yeah, you, you can't go back. I remember getting some from a guy in Vermont, and he was just uh, you know, even doing his own labels. And he was just, he, you know, he's on the Food Network and everything, but he was like a for real cottage industry with his maple syrup and Nancy Nacho, it was no, there's not, you put it on French toast, you put it on oh, yeah. waffle. I don't care. Cook with it. Cook with maple yes. syrup too. Ooh, could you put oh, maple yeah. syrup and vinegar together? Mm. It's, it, you know, a lot of people, when they do a ham, Lisa, they do a smoked mm. ham. So they buy the ham smoked and it's got huge amounts of sodium for four ounces. If you buy a fresh ham, which is the leg of the pork, okay, it's fresh. Mm. You take maple, good Vermont maple syrup. That's your sweetness. You put in really, really good apple cider vinegar, and you put in garlic and orange juice and some herbs, and you reduce it to a syrup. And you have a glaze on that ham that when it cooks in the oven, it candies the outside of the ham. And it's the most incredible thing, and because of the maple and the vinegar working together, it's the way Ooh. to go. Oh, I'm liking that. Oh, and then mm-hmm. just imagine what you can do with it as leftovers too. I bet you it yeah, gets intense. Right? That's oh, good. Yeah. 
That's I want to bring out the mustard now. Who cut the mustard? Yeah. The same person who right? cut the cheese. No. <laughs> right. Okay. So, all right. So there's um, national. I never say this right, Chef Ivan. I know you're going to know how to do it. National Bulla Base Day. Bulla Base. Bulla. Bulla Base. Yeah. Yeah. Bulla. Bulla Base. So it's Bulla. Yeah. Bulla Base. Bulia what base. is that? Yeah. It's, what is it's like base? a cipino. It's it's a fish stew with saffron. And oh. um, when it's done correctly, it's 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 wonderful. It's very balanced. It's you eat it with crusty bread and a good oh. good white wine. It's and a lot of times they put whole like small whole fish in, and it's just mm. oh, it's to die for. <laughs> no, that's because I remember you coming on a show year. I mean, this was years ago. I think it was even when you and Tracy lived up in Arizona, and you did this recipe, yeah. and you had the whole fish on the plate and. Yeah. I remember getting emails about this, like, he put the whole fish, like, with the face. And I'm like, yeah. and you're like, that's how it's done. So when you're talking about whole yeah. fish inside this bouillon base, are you putting, like, sardines and that kind of, like, little fishies or, like, the whole yes, thing? Yes, you put in uh, roger, you put in sardines, you put in small little fish, yeah. As a matter of fact, I just did a lecture with the students last week. How do you know if fish is fresh? You buy it whole. Well, how can you tell? Well, are the eyes bright? Are the gills super red? When you press the skin, does it bounce back? Or make sure none of the scales are coming off. It smells like cucumber. It smells like the sea. Oh. It's fresh. Most of my career, I used fresh fish. It's the only way I knew yeah. that it was fresh. Do they get slimy? Like if it's not? Yes, the, the skin will get slimy, the eyes will get foggy, and the gills will get uh, become brown, and you don't want to touch it at that point. Is that There's why a, very a lot of short... people smoke them, like smoke fish, as a way of preserving oh, yeah. them? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I love a good smoked fish. So like when you sturgeon, smoke them, salmon. Uh, mm. So is that smoked and of course, so it's preserved, and then you could put it in yes. a sauce or something? Like this? Yes, and then you can also do a cold smoke. Bacon is cold smoke. Salmon, lox is cold smoke. We're just infusing the smoke and not cooking the fish. Or you can do grov lox, where you're salting the fish with brown sugar and salt, and, and you're curing it, and then you're cutting it paper, paper thin with cream cheese on a bagel with a touch of Ooh. lemon. Ugh. Oh, oh, speaking of that, it's National Lemon Cupcake Day on, on December fifteenth, And you mentioned uh, bagels. December 11th is National Have a Bagel Day. Now, let's mm-hmm. talk about bagels because you lived in New York City for a while, right? Yes. And you yes. know that there's, bagel, there's bagels and then there's bagels. Yes. There's, there's the BS bagel and the real bagel. <laughs> right? Yes. Tell everybody how to find I have a good to, bagel. Can you make your own? Can a, a home yes, it's funny that you said that because about a month ago, I did bagels with my students. And I was yeah. hesitant because I had never made a bagel before. So I said, you know, so Tracy found me a really good recipe. I said, I, am I going to be able to do this? They came out like some of the best bagels they'd ever had in New York. I was amazed how, and they're not hard. It's not hard oh. to do. You boil it for 45 You seconds. really do boil bagels in water. Yes. Oh, yeah. You put them in boiling water. Yes. You make the dough. You let it sit overnight. You form the bagel. You put it in the boiling water with um, uh, some places do a sugary malt. I did some brown sugar. 
and it and then you put it in the oven you put whatever toppings you want and it is remarkable the way they come out so is that what gives you that the the sugar is what does that actually the chew it's the chew and the the crust it's like the it gives you the chew and the crust yep that's so what you take it out it's like the that's the crust and so you're not yes. baking it ever you're, it is all boiled no no, no baking or- you you boil it and then you bake it okay you do bake it Huh, mm-hmm. This is so cool. Now, mm-hmm. Reuben on bagel. You do rye oh. bagels. Oh sure. man! You use rye flour, sure. I I I've whole, worked whole in a wheat bagel. bagels. My first job in this country was working in a bagel, uh, a deli <laughs> in Florida. Good for you. And I had all these New Yorkers come in and ask for a pastrami on a bagel. I thought they were donuts. I, uh. I had no clue. And you know, New Yorkers when they want their stuff, right? And yes, I don't, yes, yes. <laughs> man, did I have to learn how to move in that, in that yes. deli. It was a food yes. court in a, in a mall. And they, they taught me pretty darn quickly because I wasn't going to make it if I didn't learn fast what yeah, all these you things move. were. Sense of urgency. Yes. It's the pumpernickel mm. that, oh yes, the pumpernickel yeah. bagels. That's what was With molasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, is that what it is? So funny. That does it. Yeah, we were just, Trace and I were just talking about molasses and, and pumpernickel bread the other night. Yeah. So that's what is what the marble rye is, is rye mm-hmm. with the pumpernickel molasses-y. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. The so swirl. Because yeah. we love the swirl. Don't we always love a good swirl, whether it's ice cream or cake? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a marble. Okay, so National Pastry Day is December 9th. Now, pastries do not have to always be sweet. They can be savory, and we like a good savory sure. pastry, like we're talking sure. meat pies. Um, yeah. National Lager Day, December 10th. Do you like a good lager? I always like I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. And what would you pair it with? This was the thinking festive time. Nice. Hmm. I'm going to those pretzels. I would... <laughs> You know what? A, a very thinly sliced roast beef sandwich on a French baguette with Munster cheese, red onion, and Russian dressing. Oh. With an ice cold lager and a little bit of lemon in it works for me. So Russian dressing is the red dressing, not the Thousand Island. It used to you know what Russian food. dressing is in New York? Ketchup, mayonnaise, and, and uh, cut Island? up pickle. Oh, Thousand okay. Island. Yeah, that's Russian dressing. Okay. Why so they call I, it I'm Russian dressing, that. I don't know. Why do they? What's that red stuff you see in the in the markets? The Russian, it's red, and it doesn't look. Well, I suppose that is no. what you're saying. Yeah, we no. don't know what's in the mystery bottle, but it's also National Brownie Day on December eighth. If you want to be happy, uh-huh. <laughs> and this right? is the base, the best baked, uh, you know, brownies um, have red wine in them. Just saying. yeah, From, and uh, National Biscuits and Gravy Day is December fourteenth. Biscuits and gravy, um, that can be a little bit on the waistline with the with the um, sausage and good gravy has sausage, right? That um, pepper. Um, well, yeah. If you're doing it with biscuits, yeah, they'll do it with sausage. Okay, yeah. so it's, while we were in Louisiana, we had biscuits for breakfast at our friend's place, but our other friend Eva made pear honey, and it's, it's uh, speaking of pears. So we got a recipe, and she got a different recipe, and, and she did both. Because she goes out to farms and gets her produce, and then she preserves and pickles everything. We were talking about her the last time we were on the show with you. Um, and we were there, yeah, in Tucson. And um, she made pear honey, and it's really mm. honey made out of pears. 
And let me tell you, put that in the biscuit in the morning with a good cup of coffee, oh. and you are a happy camper. Oh, yeah. It does I'm taste sure. like honey, but it's made yeah. out of a vegetable instead of bee That's honey. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And we've got, I'll, everyone will make sure, there's a recipe on our site. Just type in pear honey on blendradioandtv.com. It is absolutely delicious. We first learned how to do it on a farm in East Tennessee. And um, mm. and, and they had this, it's the end of August, and they had those, you know those big brown pears? I don't know what their names are again. Um, the big brown, they go brown, like not yes. rotting, but yes. Yes. Anjou, Anjou, something like that. Anjou, um, Anjou. Anjou. There's Bosque, and the, yeah, these are those are Anjou. Yeah. Yeah, and their her pear tree at that point was losing its leaves, and they were hanging, and so yeah. they were making their own pear honey, and it was oh my gosh, wow. oh yeah, I'm I'm into that, but wow, so I think we we've done good on the food for the holidays. I mean, December's pretty yes. darn good. This is very we're good. good. So. Start making ganache and have fun with it. It's a good idea for gifts. I think that's awesome. Yes. It's a great, yes. great thing to do. But happy holidays to you and Miss Tracy you and too. all your pets out there. And Thank uh, we you. will talk with you soon in January because okay. in the new year, we're going to unganache ourselves, right? Okay. Unlogger yes. and unganache ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone, again, uh, Chef Ivan's recipe is linked in the show notes. And also just go to blendradioandtv.com and type in ganache you'll find it thanks so much chef ivan good good speaking with you lisa be well you too take care okay bye-bye thanks for listening to big blend radio's big weekly blend podcast you can keep up with our shows at bigblendradio.com and if you want to get our big weekly blend magazine just sign up for our newsletter at blendradioandtv.com